0: It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross t-shirt featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend.
1: Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to The Crossword. This is episode 402. Yes, we are back for another episode of Ghostbuster Podcasting this week. We have a little bit of news, but also we're going to be talking about the demise of real Ghostbusters. There was an article that Comic Book Resources had out that talked about the 13 dark secrets of the series. But it gets us talking about what what exactly made it go away, and actually what made Saturday morning cartoons go away in general.
0: Still Playing With Toys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart I think these people are completely nuts Woo!
1: Unlike last week where I realized that I rendered without an audio track it was muted. I don't think that many people noticed, but um, audio, which audio track was muted? Oh, was it as in you noticed and then you quickly replaced it? Uh, or? Yeah, I noticed and then quickly replaced. Yeah. Uh, there's a transition in between where you didn't hear like our usual like the stingers that you made. But it's like, what is the oh. magic word? Please, wasn't there? So there's like there's <laughs> like two seconds of silence <laughs> as you and I are patiently waiting to segue into something else. And, there we go. Uh,
2: I did the same thing. Like, Halloween two years ago, there was a whole song. Just
1: (laughs) not there. There's two minutes of dead air. Enjoy, kids. There you go. It's very existentialist. I hope you guys are looking within yourselves and figuring yourselves out as this moment of silence. Listen to the void. The void listens (laughs) back to you. Uh, yeah. The void. Uh, There's no silence now. Uh, I I wish, man. We are we're yeah. in the process of delivering a movie for uh, Sundance that was due on January fourth. Please note that it is currently January tenth or eleventh or whatever the date is today. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, and you you've been crazy busy. You've been working on. You got a Kickstarter going. What's what's happening? Oh no, it's not yet. Oh, it's we're starting. Gonna, it's coming. It's, soon. It's coming. It's okay. coming soon.
2: Um, long story short, we. Uh, We have a game, I I looked it up actually, it's as of January 4th, it'll be five years since this game came out, it's when we decided to be our own masters, so we became publishers as well as devs of our own game, and that's five years ago, but about a year ago we started working on a, a tabletop version of it, and so we've been working on that, and that game's pretty much done and ready to go, so it's just a matter now of... Yeah, getting it out into the world So we're going oh, to start it Probably in about oh. I'd have to look at the date I don't have it on hand here But within two weeks time
1: so what, what the stuff that you've been posting? Because if you if you don't follow the Kerberos Productions Instagram, you should. It's awesome. Nobody, nobody does.
2: I don't really talk about
1: the company on here. I don't. I, no, you should though. But but so what is is that a final version of the game or is that like the prototype? What is that thing that you're posting the photos of?
2: That is the ninety eight point five percent done okay. prototype. Sweet. Um, yeah, like so we have a we have a, a really nice board printed up, but uh, it, it's not finished on the back. Does that make any sense? So it's a folding board. It's a six-fold board, like you'd see in other games and stuff yeah. like that, like yeah. folding boards. Only the they skip the put something on the back step. <laughs> Rather, they just do the <laughs> joint and then they put the, and then the they game glue top. it or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it allows you to have the the. Your final art rendered out at professional level—it's just cheaper because you're not getting them to do all this meticulous right. paperwork stuff on the back. It, you know, two copies of the game—it's like <laughs> you're already m- making bespoke prototypes of your game. It's like you want to keep the price down, sort of thing. Sure, so, that makes sense. That's what—that's what, that's what it is. Yeah, we have. Oh, um, that's cool. We uh, 3D printed off our figs uh, ourselves. We we have a form, a form two uh whatever the, those photosensitive resin 3d printers Ooh. yeah yeah so we did all our our game figures it's good it's a miniature tabletop game uh, that mimics the, uh, the 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 pc game and yeah so you have hundreds and hundreds of items to find and hundreds and hundreds of monsters to
1: run into nice and, uh, yeah it's oh, that's um, cool man well,
2: Yeah, it's, it's well. If you had asked me five years ago what I thought I'd be doing as a game developer, it wouldn't be a tabletop <laughs> game. But, but ironically, it kind of works out fine because when we started the company, which itself is 14 years old now, we kind of made it a point in our, you know, our, our business plan and you know, executive summary and things like that when we were talking to people that, look, we're not just, you know, video game nerds. We're um, you know, we're we're game nerds, period. Which at the time wasn't really all that sexy. And if now a it video really game is. De- yeah, if you were a video game dev, it was uh, all about the future and the pixels and growing up on the the Nintendos and all that, which we did too, of course. But like our CEO Martin Siralis is uh, that he has a he has a, a room. I don't know if you follow any board game sites, but people like to post there the wall as they call it which is yep. just their shelf of board games yeah he has a room of board games wow. like he's got he's got um, oh god his stuff goes back to uh, some of the old uh paper war games like literally it was like here's a map of germany here's little cutout tanks and go for it like they're not fancy nice. at all like just so that was that's that's where his design brain's at and you know uh, as well as video games and you know we all, we're all like that so we've been telling people for years yeah we just make games in general but it was just sort of a talking point you know there was no real way to to demonstrate it and now you know here we are right the, the the kind of the second coming of tabletop gaming's here and um, you know, things like the form printer allow us to prototype figs in a way that we could you know, nobody, you couldn't do it before, like without hiring a sculptor and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just. And then the, shrink
1: it down and have a mold made and, you yeah, know, yeah, whole process. Yeah, or
2: contacting, yeah, um, Ad Magic is the company that. Uh, so they're one of many, but I like working with them quite a bit. Um, you can go to them. Anybody can, really. Like, uh, and just get your game printed up like I just I want to see if it works and you get them to print it and uh, the funny part is is uh, so let's see you go buy you go buy some of these you know big box lots of fake games in the store and all that you're looking at like a hundred hundred buck game right it's a well look at Cryptozoic the uh, the Ghostbusters game perfect example right like you buy that one the base one which still has a considerable amount of figures and all that in it that's you know that's a
0: it's pretty. I think it's pretty, game, yeah, it pretty right? pricey. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you can you can get stuff. Not counting the figs. The figs are are uh, kind of above and beyond because you got to get the printer and all that sort of. There's a t- certainly a time and energy overhead too. And but but just the baseboard game. Like if you're like, I'm gonna play this prototype in here. I'll sub in somebody else's miniatures or I'll use these generic tokens or whatever. You can get all the cards and the boards and all that for a one off test one printed out for you know about a hundred bucks. It's you know, it's, it's a whole new era. It's, uh, so yeah, anyways, long story short, I, <laughs> I have committed myself to 14 years of running a video game company. And, um, yeah, it's been a year of learning curves. Um, <laughs>
1: Just refiguring <laughs> everything out for the uh, tabletop. Yeah.
2: Well, huh. our artists, it's it's like, and now you must make figures, and they're like, not a problem. This is exactly the same thing we do with the video game, right? Okay, good. Martin, design the game. Yes, it's it's technically easier because I don't have to wait for people to program it in. I can. <laughs> all right, great. And then they look at me. Find a printer in China. Oh, I don't. Is there a book? I don't know. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
1: Oh man! I mean, it sounds like a fun problem to have. It sounds like that would be a cool challenge to like. Now, I I, you know, you've been an avid tabletop gamer for so long. Now, can I reverse engineer it and create my own? And yeah, that's cool, man. I'm glad. I I know you didn't want to talk about it on the air, but I'm glad you did because that's exciting. It's
2: not that I did. Well, it's not that I didn't want to. I just I kind of kind of keep them separate. I try. I, I prefer it if there's. Ways to link the two worlds, then at least there's a tenuous link. Um, and I should say the, the the Chinese printing manufacturers and all that. That guy, that was me a year ago. <laughs> we're not we're not two weeks away from a Kickstarter, and I'm
1: sitting around <laughs> going, I don't know where to get it printed. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, this is this. You're on the home <laughs> stretch here, well, at least in terms of crowdfunding and we're production. Home stretch but, here, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the right, well, uh, no, keep, it's it's keep I, I, posted, so man. over the
2: years. I, I will over the years I've I've like the this game the PC game that this is based on um actually it's been over the, it's been fairly regular over the last 14 years because and this is the funny part I don't put this into our games but rather the team knows I'm a giant Ghostbusters nerd and as a little nod to me they start throwing stuff in so our first game one of the alien races is called the Zool I did, people assume I put that in there and I was like, like I'd have no. to be a real jerk to put that in there. <laughs> uh, but, the you know, my team, I, I guess they like me enough that they, uh, they put that in there. Uh, the last game, the pit, uh, the one that's being turned into a board game has a, uh, uh handheld uh, sensor device, which bears a striking resemblance to somebody else's uh, handheld sensor device and things like that. Um, uh, one of the space games, uh, a whole bunch of the alien worlds. We corrupted the Ghostbusters names into their alien language. So planets are named after, you know, Venkman <laughs> and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the, you could get these static images for your, your empire's ruler. And one of the artists, uh, did a really great, e, uh, Egon-esque, a, a Harold Raymond, Raymond-esque, uh, Harold Ramis-esque, uh, <laughs> avatar, things like that. So over the years I have, I, I you know, I
1: don't, Hide it, but every once in a while, when I have an excuse, I put that out there. A little but, homage uh, here and there, yeah. It's, but it's funny that people think that you are responsible for that because I feel like, you know, my my sister had a baby. It's funny we had our baby and then my sister had a baby three days afterwards. And copycat, uh, I know copycat, but she had a, a little boy and she named the boy Rowan. And I was like, oh, that's so Kuwait. Cool. Everybody's going to think that I put you up to this.
2: <laughs> it's not exactly an illogical conclusion. It's just that I think when you're a hardcore fan, when you do stuff like that, it's way more subtle. Yeah. Like you do this stuff to make you laugh, you do, or or somebody who's as deep in as you, you know, to catch your eye across a room and give you that wink and a nod sort of thing. Um, you don't do it so that the, you know your mom goes, "Did you name this after Ghostbusters?" <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, don't think that I didn't try to name our baby Dana Barrett Benjamin. I tried. I really went for it, and it didn't That, that it would didn't be awesome. Work. But that would be super awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, well go- w- once we
2: get this thing out of the way, I'm going to commandeer the printer, and I think I may try. Did you see the, the, the real Ghostbusters uh, proton grenade the por- that got uh, the, printed yeah.
1: yeah, it looks nice. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah,
2: that's so. That's I'm sitting there staring at it. It's it's not cheap. The people who are 3D printing their stuff, I'm impressed. Um, I don't. Uh, it looks like most of them are using the uh, the filament uh, the, one, the, the cheaper modes. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, filament is just a little, it's kind of the, it's it was the first wave out the door of 3D printers, was here's a spool of plastic that you, it's like a hot glue gun. Here you melt it and the thing spits it out in a configuration. Ta-da! Um, but, and only, re- resolution only gets to a point. But it's great for, say, printing out a thrower piece. And then, you know, you sand it or put a little filler in in places and, hey... That's, you know, you get a pretty sexy, well, I've seen some people, somebody else, I forget their name, I apologize. They took the, they basically reverse engineered the model files out of the Ghostbusters, the video game, and they've been printing off pieces of the video game thrower. Oh. Um, So stuff like that's really sexy. But even then, spools are depending, I mean, basic stuff is like 20, 25 bucks a spool. Eh, Cheaper if you shop around. But then again, if you buy these more durable ones for, you know, so you can bang it around and it doesn't break on you, it's probably a little bit, but but so yeah, you're spending, you know, spools, 20 bucks at a time. The resin printers, it's like, uh, American 150 bucks for a liter of this stuff. Yeah. And if you imagine a liter and then kind of that volume spread out, you know, say a liter could be turned into what? A single thrower. You know, that's not cheap. You spent, you just spent 150 bucks, but, right. but at the same time you get exactly what you've designed in the computer. It's some prototyping with, uh, these things. It's pretty amazing. Actually, I'm, I'm really kind of excited because it kind of snuck up on us. Like I remember the Kickstarter stuff was four years ago, people were like kickstarting these home 3d printer units and people were getting kind of excited about it then, but it was, you know, even then it was like the Kickstarter stuff is getting it for thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now you can buy one of those, those filament ones for a couple hundred sort of thing. The, 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 the couple of thousand, uh, will get you one of these photosensitive resin ones. And, you know, they've got all these other generation ones coming along too, that are just, or, or, or more to the point, they're making the earlier ones faster and more accurate and, and, uh, and all that sort of thing. So it, it's, um, people are sitting around talking in 10 years, we will be doing X. And I'm like, I think we're like within three years of yeah. people do it. Within the 10 years, we'll have
1: our replicators from Star Trek that, uh, you know, we get our tea Earl Grey hot from cause it just can synthesize it yeah. that fast.
2: 2017. We never really, you know, we didn't do a, a thing in retrospect and had we, and had we, you and I sat down and worked out all our, you know, notable Ghostbuster stuff for 2017, I by my recollection, I think we could call, officially call 2017 the year of the 3D printed props. I don't really recall. I remember people talking about it in 2016 and I, maybe one or two people tried a couple of things. I know, um, models were made early on, like the, the cane topper, you know, from the, the hood ornament, the ghost hunt, uh, hood ornament on the, the answer the call ecto
1: yeah
0: yeah that
2: model got made you know about the time the movie came out because i remember standing in line to go in and one of the guys there had his that he had printed out um but i i I think people dove in head first on the prop stuff like basically at best at the end of 2016 2017 it just kind of
1: it rocketed sort of exploded yeah i mean that yeah when the new movie came out i do remember everybody was throwing stuff up onto like Thingverse. Like, here's, here's the files that I created for the new thrower, and here's the new, uh, you know, I've, I've put the the box that you can put the LEDs into. Uh, I've modeled that, and I put it up on Thingiverse, and it was almost like, here, I've modeled this, and I put it up there if you want the, the yeah. model, or if you want to have it printed out, uh, again, at a pretty hefty cost. I tried to do it and it was like, you know, $600 to print all of the oh, parts that I Oh, that's right. I was Why like, am I no talking no to you about way. 3D printing? I forgot. You have a printer, don't you? No, no. I wish I did. I you wish were just I talking about, I was just doing no. it remotely because there's all those the services now that you can upload an object file to and then they print it and they send it to you in whatever, yeah. three or four weeks. Uh, but... It, it just, it costs a lot of money, man. It's does. It, uh, well, costly. this is,
2: you will understand why then as a company we did the math. Like we, we did the first couple of, of our figures with a, a, some guys in town that uh, had a Form 1 or a Form 2 printer. And we really liked the results. But we were doing the math and we we're like, so we got a year of prototyping. You got how many more figures you want to do. And if it doesn't work or if it breaks or if we have to adjust the design, what's that going to cost us? And we just did the math. At In the end, we were like, eh. Well, it Might makes more sense one. to get one. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a it's a production cost. We'll write it off, all that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, and then you can oh, use it uh, to print
1: out things for your Blitzway figures, right? Of course, I'm not. I can't afford the Blitzway What? Figures. Those aren't. What are you the, I, about? I saw you post a photo on uh, on the social yeah. medias of the boxes. Did, is that not yeah. yours? No, I ch- I checked. I wish I checked uh. in. Uh,
2: there's a Hobby store that's been relatively close by, and I've never been in, and I've been looking for a good local hobby shop since I moved to Secret Studio North. And went in, great place, very Japanese, like those high-end transformer posable models. You know the ones you don't do have to do a lot of painting and stuff like that, but there yeah. is assembly, and they're super posable and expensive, and uh, good stuff like that, and some games and board games, and then lots of uh, model. Uh, tools, you know, files and clippers and paints and brushes. I'm like, oh, good. So I, I know where I can go now. This is closer. And then I turned around and looked next to their, their counter. And, and because you, like I, we're all trained that we can spot the, the no ghost logo and or the official uh, serifed Ghostbusters right. title font you know two millimeters from a mile away we just our brain goes there and I turn around <laughs> and the box went Ghostbusters what's that and then I saw the tape blitz way, and I was like <gasps> and they're like it's just come in t-? like he turned around to her did you just come in today and she's like yeah And the other guy who runs the place said, yeah we just got it we just got it we haven't processed it yet and I'm like so it's not open to look at <laughs> it's not there to tempt you with your credit card <laughs> at the ready, oh, trust me, temptation would not be a problem. I, <laughs> I, it, we talked about this before. They're beautiful. I cannot. Uh, I cannot.
1: No, it's you got to drop a hefty sum for those. Yeah. Arr, eh, arr. Anyway, well, I, yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, he caved. That he bought them t- and he <laughs> took them home. I thought that was your garage, no, but
2: no. Well, no. Remember the thing I put with it was I've never been more tempted to rob a store before.
1: <laughs> that that should have been your hint. Hey, what the hell is that? Not, Run, not my... Yeah, over there. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Well, anyway, uh, well, before we dive into news, I also want to talk to you about the toys that made us. Have you watched any of those episodes yet? No, I've heard good things, and it's in my queue. I just haven't had a chance yet. Oh, it's it's wonderful. You should uh, you should check it out. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very much, it's, it's geared, it's pandering directly to you and I and, and people of, of our <laughs> caliber. Um, but you know, the first, I think there's four episodes, five episodes, there's star Wars, GI Joe, Barbie, Barbie. I think that's well, maybe it. that's I think it. it's just, it. It's just those three. three. Yeah. And then the yeah. other ones are coming later this year, but, uh, but they're, they're, even the Barbie one, which, you know, I, whatever, I didn't really care is really interesting because all of these people are claiming credit for the Barbie design and, there's yeah. the, the whole story with the German toy that it's based off of. And so th- they really do a really excellent job. But uh, but the Star Wars one brings up Kenner and how Kenner was this tiny company in the Kroger building in Ohio and, and Star Wars turned it into this huge multinational corporation. Um, and the entire time I was sitting there, I was like, I would love to see them talk about not maybe not Ghostbusters toys because they can't dedicate a whole half hour or hour to Ghostbusters, but uh, you know maybe to Kenner in general, like showing them doing all of their uh, Police Academy, Robocop, Bill and Ted, all of their licensing tie-ins, and then getting Batman and yeah. going crazy. And then sure enough, I saw you post on social media. Somebody was like, "Why aren't they doing a Ghostbusters uh, episode? Uh, do, do you think it could carry a full episode?" Is there a story there, or it's just really like, hey, we did all of these toys, and there were a lot of variations <laughs> on the four guys. Well, I don't know what they say. I
2: th- think you might be able to argue it, because the G.I. Joe ones and all that try to carry over into modern era. Like they, yeah. All of them tried to at least touch on... Oh,
1: the, the G.I. Joe one is like 90% the modern era, really.
2: Yeah. Um...
1: You mean modern, as in the '80s stuff, as, as opposed in the '80s, to the stuff. '60s? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I, I mean that, their I mean audience is like yeah. the '80s nostalgia. They're like, there was yeah. this toy in the '60s called GI Joe; it was a huge hit. But let's talk about the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think you could
2: make an argument for it just because the one company, you know, bought up by other companies, and uh, I don't know. Now that you brought it, I, and my instinct was, it was such a big phenomena at the time that you might be able to do it but yeah i think it would almost make more sense to um the phenomena of kenner itself in the 80s was just such a yeah kenner was such a crazy thing like they were synonymous yeah if you're going to cover cover a company maybe do it in two parts because then you can actually spend a good dedicated chunk of time looking at ghostbusters and then rolling into tmnt and
1: like other sort of movie tie-ins, that kind of thing. I think Ninja Turtles yeah. is probably a a, a shoe in. That's got to be one of their episodes that's coming up. But
2: yeah, I think you could anchor it on Ghostbusters, uh, TMNT, and then drop in these uh, hopeful, uh, you know, Saturday morning tie-in things like Mask and stuff like that, and some oh. of their other like RoboCop and Police Academy. Uh, you know, license hopefuls and stuff
1: like that. Just kind of here and there. God, how did I forget about mask? That's yeah. Same thing. They just have to do a Kenner episode so they can talk about mask and and things like that.
2: Yeah. Two parts. And it opens with, they will, they will do the quick, the quick synopsis of, you know, the, the modern birth of Kenner with, being the guys that got the you know built a, the the company that Star Wars built, and then they'll remind you gently go to the other episode because we cover that
1: yeah. specifically. And how there. Star Wars really didn't make them that much money, but and, yeah. no,
2: but but it did. Well, you know, name uh, yeah. got the name out there, yeah, and, and from there they went on to all these these other things. So,
1: um, all right, well, hopefully that's in the cards. For I hope they make a ton yeah. of these because they're so much fun. The the way that they cut them is entertaining. They're they're documentaries but they're fun and they're we breeze through all three of them in one sitting yeah and they're, they're just that good so
2: i thought it was a british series that i watched a bunch of years ago uh they put out at christmas time The christmas was the excuse to to do these episodes half an hour uh, episodes based on famous toy lines and they did barbie they did star wars um and some british centric stuff or stuff that is a was, I don't know if their nostalgia crew is a little different from ours, but like, uh, uh, Meccano and stuff like that. Things that, yeah. like, you know, our age group was kinda, well, not, I played with Meccano a little bit, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I had a whole box
1: of it. Um. <laughs> lego lego needs to be done like holy yeah, cow Yeah, that's true lego i bet lego has got to be in their next handful of episodes because they i that's think nice they, they have six total that they said they were doing so there's got to be another yeah. three coming here sooner than later that's true there might be but, it might be at lego i think actually now that i mentioned it somebody mentioned that lego's in one of the next ones anyways no that makes sense but um well anyway go check them out uh if you oh. guys out there haven't watched them you, you should totally watch them and then uh hopefully maybe fingers crossed uh, ghostbusters hits there uh, all right yeah. news Let's do it. And this time, I'm going to render out the audio layer so you guys can hear the stinger. Here we go. (laughs) Hey, guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to just turn your head. Multiplanar, curly,
2: and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
1: Yeah. Just like old times, you can hear everything in the episode again. Uh, all right, so let's start with um, let's start with Ghostbusters. Let's start with some video game news because we're we're in a gaming mood. We talked about uh, the Kerberos Endeavor, so let's just keep the gaming theme going here. Yeah. Um. So Ghostbusters VR, the second chapter, the one that we talked about. Uh, left field. Left field. Remember when we said we're like, I bet it drops for Halloween, and then crickets, 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 and then it got really busy, and I totally forgot about it. And here yeah. we are, January 9th, and it just drops. They're like, Here you go. Here's your second chapter. No, no lead up, no fanfare, no I guess I shouldn't be surprised because they didn't do anything the first time around either. It was sort of a surprise. Yeah. So uh, this is really strange. Yeah. It's really strange. Um, I have a feeling this is the the final chapter. I'm getting that sense. Maybe that maybe that's why they waited a little bit, but cause it's it's Firehouse and Showdown. Um, and people that we have have talked to that have played it have said that it kind of comes to a, a pretty you know you it's it's a pretty climatic uh, climactic uh, conclusion you well, yeah uh, you shoot stay puffed. you shoot stay puffed and you save the day basically um, so I, I mean I know that a lot of people were disappointed with the first one that it wasn't really action packed this one it seems like it's super action packed but now we kind of know that it's the last one and um, for, for those of the people out there that have the playstation vr headset and i think it's coming to what did we say it was the microsoft headset i can't remember the name of it now but
2: uh yes i forget what they call it too but uh yeah I think it's, it's only already, on
1: playstation th- right now this second chapter is only on playstation right now and then the uh it'll it'll come out to the microsoft vr is that i think that's just what it's called is microsoft vr it's not an no, no, RD. It does have another name. Uh, I can't remember what it is offhand. Some, something. But anyway, so... We're both uh, tired. More, more uh, access to some people at a later date. But uh, I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to play it. I'll have to go find a friend or sneak by the Sony lot or something to do it because I don't have the... the v- I don't even have a PS4 anymore, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> so I definitely don't have the VR, but... Uh, I yeah. never had one, so... Eh. I know. I know. But more disappointing <laughs> news for me, probably for some people too... Uh, the Void at Disneyland opened uh, just this past week. And I was like, yeah. yes, this is great. I'm going to go to downtown Disney. I'm going to get to do the Ghostbusters Dimension again. And and no, no, it's no. only the Star Wars uh, attraction yeah. at these Void uh, locations, which I guess makes sense. It's Disney. They probably don't yeah. want I would put the, my money on that one. Yeah. I, it's, not, it's not entirely surprising, I guess is what no. I'm saying. But i there's a little bit of disappointment cuz I was looking forward to doing it again but I am looking forward to doing the Star Wars one so now uh, win now
2: that Disney owns it and you know it has to be maintained and there's a technical support thing that has to go with it if you have one void set up in in the LA area the greater LA area for
1: Disneyland it's slightly easier to then you know open up a second one without the Star sure. Wars do like the you arcades uh, where they have multiple attractions that you can go in or do a touring yeah. road show. We keep, keep hearing or, that they're talking about doing that. but
2: Or, you know, <laughs> the the cynical thing is that Disney bought it and slowly but surely they will make decisions that kind of keep it in <laughs> Disneyland and Disney World uh, around the world. And yeah, the expansion elsewhere will just kind of, nope. <laughs> Uh, This
1: just in, Chris Stewart confirms that Sony is being bought by Disney and the Ghostbusters property will... No.
2: (laughs) That is not what I said at all. Sony, a division of Disney. Yes. (laughs) I know some people were cheering for that and I was like, do we not remember the days when (laughs) monopolies were not a
1: good thing? Um, Uh, Yeah, we need a little competition to keep stuff moving, um, but... Moving a little bit, but... Anyways. Uh, yeah. So um so uh, for those of you that are near the uh, Toronto area or New York, I would definitely go hit up the, uh, the Ghostbusters Dimension attractions while you still can, because I have a feeling the Star Wars one is going to be, be so well received. And of course, it's Star Wars. Everybody's going crazy for Star Wars, including myself. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that they might do some renovations, at least in the one up in Toronto, because that's a, a proper Void location. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I yeah. still have
2: this sneaking suspicion. That they will use the Star Wars one as a draw, you know what I mean? Like, it, but keep come, others come, there or something. Come to, or? Come, to, come, to, come to Disney. You want to see the Star Wars one? Come to Disneyland.
1: Oh, that's a good we're
2: point. We're not gonna we're not gonna send it. To, we're not gonna send it to Toronto. We're not gonna send it to New York. You know, spend you your five hundred bucks, get yeah, a play
1: ticket, get, come to us. Stay in a Disneyland resort for multiple days. Yeah. Pay the two hundred dollars a day for a ticket. Yeah, and that makes sense. But uh, I don't know.
2: But, oh God. I'm, I'm all cynical today. This is not good. <laughs> we're
1: doing great. Can you
0: tell that we're we've both awesome. had a really
1: long week that we're really just like, everything <laughs> sucks, guys. Today it would be hot and shitty with an occasional...
2: No, I don't know if it sucks. I think it's that we're both in the uh, the, the, the slog mode. We need to
1: keep momentum up. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So jovial... Jovial. All right, well, let's let's be jovial. Let's keep a mental... Because there is something I'm excited about. The uh, Stern Pinball. That was was exciting because the uh, uh, Stern Pinball Arcade, the app that is on consoles and on mobile uh, platforms, uh, that the Ghostbusters table is coming to is already on. I think it's already on those platforms. But uh, that Stern Pinball app is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which... For a lot of people out there, they probably were like, eh, whatever. For me, I was like, yes! Oh, my God, this is fantastic because I love my it's, Nintendo Switch and it's perfect. It's everywhere. <coughs> well, it's perfect. I mean, like, that, that console in your hands is built f- for pinball. I mean, you've got yeah. the, the flipper buttons right there on your left and your right triggers. Uh, yep. It's got the tactic feedback so that you kind of get that little br- br- as you hit things. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I look forward to that table kicking my ass again in the near future chris you (laughs) and i when we played it at button mash i drained like all my money in it it went away fast it's it's a hard table but
2: that and uh congo
1: i played some ernie cuts on congo stop eating my sesame cake uh yeah so uh for those of you that have the stern pinball uh app uh it should be popping up sooner than later uh for the nintendo switch they haven't set a date for it so i don't know when that's going to go live um the ghostbusters table to my knowledge is still not available but I have to double check that. I should have I should have checked that before we started recording and I didn't.
2: But I did I tried to do some reading when it came up that they were showing it off at at CES and yeah uh... Dates and availabilities, not yeah, dates available. that clear. They
1: were very proud of their Guardians of the Galaxy table. Like, that was the big, that was the headline for this press release. Yeah. And then it was, by the way, the app is also coming out on these platforms, including the Ghostbusters table. So
2: Don't get me wrong. If we were there, I, I, I mean, yes, they want to show off their Guardians of the Galaxy table. Because, yeah, that's the sexy new one. Yeah. Uh, but as a, as a uh, stern uh, uh, demo... To walk into a you know a giant booth space and you have, it's like a dozen platforms. Like it's impressive the number of machines they've put it out on. To be able to walk in and see it on running on basically anything you own, you know it's it's uh it's kind of it's kind of imp- I'm I'm assuming it looks pretty impressive. It and yeah. it must uh, show off Ghostbusters really well because that's all that's all that's a wall of Ghostbusters. So
1: <laughs> that's very true. I mean, again, you can catch that uh, logo from uh, forever, yep. from a football field away. Yeah. Everybody's uh, system
2: so. is probably hooked up yeah. to, you know, a, as big a screen as possible, with the exception of anything that's, you know, handheld. Like, if it wasn't 100% clear. It sounded like they had the Switch running there, which means, you know, yeah, it's on a little stand and see people people walk up. But, yeah, everything else, the PlayStations and the Xboxes. All running up on a screen, and everybody walking by can see it. Yeah, so, and seeing yeah. Ghostbusters,
1: pretty nice. We'll so take it. We'll take it. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, here's here's somebody who did announce dates. We Stern, we're looking at you with judgmental eyes right now. Uh, <laughs>
2: with a tisk tisk and a tut tut. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
2: but Playmobil. Actually, uh, for, sorry, first for stern and looking at the ghostbusters vr tisk tisk. yes tut tut absolutely (laughs) stop surprising us
1: stop surprising us we like surprises
2: us haven't you learned anything you gotta
1: build up hype you gotta set didn't you learn anything from sonic the hedgehog 2 read console wars it's gonna help you you guys gotta figure this stuff out about dates but (laughs) uh so playmobile they've read console war console wars they know what to do about a release date um Ghostbusters to Playmobil figures are coming sooner. Well, sooner than soon, uh, end by the of end of the this month. month. Yeah. yeah. So those, those figures that we saw at the New York comic con, um, they come with that cool, the ghost trap that has the little prism thing that you can put on your phone and see the ghost inside it. Uh, those are coming end of this month. And then all of those awesome real Ghostbusters, because I'm in a toys that made us mode, let's call them mini rigs because they look like the yeah. star Wars mini rigs to me. Yeah. Um, those those are coming on april 13th uh so set set that date on your calendar to spend some cash money because the Playmobil stuff is awesome those guys are doing so well with the license um i i still need that firehouse it's been in my like amazon wish list for the forever (laughs) and i keep trying to maintain well it's for the baby you know like when she grows she's a little older she's gonna want to play with the everybody knows it's for me but that's okay (laughs) Uh, so hopefully by the time I get the firehouse, I can also get all of the real ghostbusters mini rigs. And again, for the kids, it's not for me. No, it's for me. It's totally for me. Uh, so that's coming April 13th. Uh, the cool thing is that they released on, if you go to ghostbusters news, Jason posted up the, um, they, they gave him some photography of all of the packaging and all of the package art. Uh, and I really like what they're doing with real Ghostbusters. Did you see that, Chris? It kind of looks like the DVD package that Sony did last fall, whatever that was, like summer, I had a, fall I, had a quick look. I Yeah, I didn't get a
2: an in-depth stare at it, but yeah, I briefly saw it.
1: It's like a blue, they've got that real Ghostbusters, it's kind of like a new logo title treatment that they're using, and then they've got this yeah. blue motif that's really cool. Um, very, very Kenner because they're really using the blue and... Uh, you know, the packs on the Playmobil toys are rendered with that blue, uh, plastic and stuff too. So it, it's really sparking to the nostalgia. Speaking of the the toys that made us, they know they're ready. They want us yeah. to unload our cash onto these. So, uh, get ready April 13th. Um, oh, okay. There's only one more news item here on the rundown. And this is a, it's kind of a doozy that you and I can talk about, Chris. Um, The Comic Book Resources article on the 15 Dark Secrets of the Real (laughs) Ghostbusters. Now, there's a clickbait headline if I've ever heard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, J. Michael Straczynski posted this, kind of alerted us to this, because he's mentioned in it. I guess they interviewed him for the article. But Um, Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if they
2: interviewed him or if they pulled it from places, because a good chunk of the stuff in there, I remember from going back 25 years, like yeah. when he, he was, he talked about some of this stuff sometimes multiple times back, you know, uh, pre message board era, like when it was, <laughs> when it was uh list serve and stuff like that, right. he was, he was yeah. in there posting stuff up. And so like Janine's glasses, cause you know, kids hate. Sharp edges. That and stuff that, like that was
1: actually new to me, and I didn't. I, that was new to you. I remember stuff from the Time Life, like all of the Q five ruining real Ghostbusters. I remember that from the Time Life documentaries. But genuine, interesting that the glasses changing because kids are afraid that of sharp objects.
2: Well, they argue that kids were afraid of sharp edges. Yeah, that, what? It it was literally a think tank that was paid a huge sum of money uh, to come up with the answers. It didn't matter if the answers were correct or not. They just pulled them out of their butt and people went with them. Cause you know, if you stop and think about it, <laughs> obviously there was never been sharp edged anything no. in cartoons ever until real ghostbusters. Um, uh, nobody ever used
1: swords or pointy things,
2: <laughs> but it also did fill in quite a bit of extra stuff too. And it did highlight, uh, uh, like, I was aware that Straczynski left because he was unhappy with the changes made, and I was aware he came back later, and that's why Real Ghostbusters is a weird one for me, because if you watch the early episodes, I love it. I then kind of hate it, and then at the end, there's some stuff I kind of like again, because yeah. uh, there is that softening period in the – I don't know what you call it the, – the back two-fifths or something like that, and the, uh but then he came back, and I wasn't aware that he had said – Uh, He would only come back if they would stay the hell out of his way, and they did. And he used it as an opportunity
1: to uh, make fun of the previous (laughs) two years. Uh, So, Uh, yeah, and and so what I didn't, what I took from this article that I did not know or maybe never made the connection with, like all of the things that the guys were commenting on in the actual episodes that were happening behind the scenes. So, for example, the the filmation debacle. Uh, you know, Columbia being contacted by Lou Scheimer at Filmation when he says, I've got Ghostbusters and it was a cartoon. If you make this cartoon, I will litigate so hard that you will owe your entire studio to me. And they go, fine, we'll name it the real Ghostbusters and it'll be totally different. You know, that, yeah. that sort of like brash behavior we already kind of knew about. But what I, didn't, I never made the connection that ghosts are us was a direct answer to that the first episode out of the gate of this cartoon series is yeah. is literally making fun of the Filmation Ghostbusters like yep. that that crew the Ghost us crew was supposed to be the Filmation Ghostbusters i, I don't know why i never my, because i'm completely oblivious maybe because i don't see those connections unless somebody like holds my hand and they're like look <laughs> that's supposed to be the gorilla and that's a oh <sighs> I'm stupid, guys. I'm very, <laughs> just very aloof. But uh, so, yeah, so uh, little things like that and the, the Janine glasses, that was sort of a, re- a revelation in this article. Um, yeah. But, you know, the whole thing, I was sitting there trying to figure out this Q5, which was the company that came in This is one of the companies that sits with kids and they do the focus group testing and they watch them play with toys and they watch them watch television and kind of see what keeps their attention. Uh, They ask them what they're scared of. They ask them what they're happy about. Um, and they collect all of this data and then they end up going to companies like Mattel and that's how you end up with Masters of the Universe. How do I know this? Because I watched The Toys That Made Us on Netflix currently <laughs> talking about He-Man and that's exactly what He-Man was. It was this focus group tested data that people, they poured over and they're like, well, boys love power. They love uh, strong characters. They love uh, yeah. you know, all of these things that they sort of check all the boxes off. So I'm sitting here thinking like why Ghostbusters was doing amazing. It was a huge property. It was really successful. The toys had to have been selling uh, incredibly 1989. Yeah. The second movie comes out, which boosts it even further. Why do they hire this company then to come in and completely overhaul everything? That's what I didn't understand. And is it because the, what I'm <laughs> because I need people to hold my hand and tell me the, the connection here when they jumped from syndication to ABC, is that where that shift occurred when ABC said, well, you're going to be on Saturday mornings and this is not syndicated. This is national broadcast television. You have to adhere to these standards. And we want to make sure that we hit all of these, uh, focus, uh, buckets of all these kids. And we want to appeal to numbers one through 50 on this list. Is that what happened? I I I, don't understand that. I think there's a, You could make that argument.
2: I think an equally good argument could be made for – and I'm I'm sure you've run into this before too. We're all kind of familiar with the phenomena that – if nothing else, we've all heard stories when it comes to uh, movie and television properties. If the property didn't begin with the executives who are currently holding it, they either got to get their hands into – Everything about it, or they dump it, it's right? Because yeah. it wasn't theirs. And I think an argument could be made that, yeah, I think your instincts are right. That the shift, because that's about the time that that all this went down. The the shift was because, yeah, it it was a hot property. They wanted it for their Saturday morning lineup, but it wasn't theirs. So all of a sudden, a bunch mm-hmm. of executives needed to prove that, you know, it 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 was all about them. Um, and no better way to do that than, you know, hire this focus group to come in and, you know, change everything, right? Because you got to change it or you can't claim you made it better. And, you know, and then if it falls apart, you just point at it and say, well, it came to us flawed. Um, yeah. that's, that's just always uh, the way it that's goes. That's
1: so crazy. I mean, I, I know there's that old adage that you can't you can't go into something making something that you know people will like, like all, all of the filmmakers that say that they're making movies and while they're making it, they're like, people are going to love this. This is going to be so great. And then it comes out and there's crickets. Uh, you know, they're there when you have that mentality that you're doing something specifically because you know, people will like it and then it sort of fizzles out. That's, that's sort of a common trend. So I'm wondering if that's what happened here is, you know, Ghostbusters was a movie that didn't come out for kids. They were surprised when, uh, kids sp- spark to it for whatever reason. They saw the technology. They saw these guys busting ghosts. That it sparked their imagination. And all of a sudden, kids love it. Let's make a cartoon. Then they hire, literally, and this is in the article, they hire the cream of the crop of writers. And all of the Saturday morning people are, are you know, climbing over each other at the Deke offices trying to get a job on this show. So they're, getting, they're hiring strong writers, and they're making it a good show. And people like Straczynski are writing these amazing episodes dealing with crazy things that we should not have been watching as kids. Uh, but they're doing it to make a good show. They're not making it because we know that people will like this. We need to put junior ghostbusters into this because every kid will want to live vicariously through these young strapping, uh, characters that ever are completely relatable according to our focus group data. Um, and so I, I don't know. It's, it's like they went, they went into it to make a good show. They succeeded. The show was successful. The toy line was successful. Uh, but then these these uh, network executives come in and say, well, we need to make this more appealing to kids. We need to make this reach a broader audience. Or like you said, they want to put their own stamp on it. So the only way we can do that is to change it and completely start over. Uh, yeah. So-
2: it, I think – It's, it's one thing to examine something and go, they are responding very strongly to this. So leave that alone or put more in, uh, compared to, um, stuff that isn't getting the same reaction, but mistakenly assuming that that means it's broken and it needs to be changed. Like forgetting that sometimes, you know, stuff has a more of a slow burn reaction, or more of a challenge to people. It it creates um, you know, so the brassy uh, you know, punk glasses Janine, uh, I don't think if you sat a bunch of kids down, you I don't think she'd pop up the same way Slimer would. Yeah. So to them it makes perfect sense to go, Slimer, good, more Slimer. And then they go, Janine, not high, get rid of her or change her or whatever sort of thing. The but mistake. Make her being more
1: motherly. That-, that was the thing that was in the article. Like make her more nurturing and motherly so that kids relate to
2: her the mistake was is that i think she 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 as she was you know helped frame the stuff that worked you know her reaction to slimer as you know because remember she was pretty you know sassy and uh you know, like the like the the dog that's not hers, and they're kind of at odds, but she loves them anyway, sort of thing. That was her and Slimer, like get out of there, stop eating that. Ah, uh, yeah, you know that sort of thing. Changed her to a mother; she was kind of mother to all of them. It's like, well, see, Slimer's not as much fun when Janine's like that yeah, sort of thing. Exactly, it's you know, not the troublemaker anymore. It yeah. reminds me of um, <clears throat> you heard the stories about World War Two, the the redesigning planes as they came back. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember that one? The, the, so they invited all these experts in and they said, here's these, you know, come out here to the field, have a look at these planes. These are the ones that landed. What do we do? You know, since these are the ones that survived, what do we do to improve these planes so that more of them will survive and come home? So they immediately sat down and started noting where, you know, uh, bullet holes were concentrated and they, and most of them went Great. There's look where we can tell, thanks to these, where all the bullets are concentrating, like where they're most likely to get hit and how. So we will improve and in you know, and toughen up these bits and uh uh, Depending on how what story you hear, one or a couple of them said, well, "No, <laughs> what we're looking at is there's the places that this plane can take a hit and still get home. Mm-hmm. So anywhere as we're not seeing bullets, that's where we need to concentrate our effort. Yeah, exactly. And it's those the are, the, same those are the planes that exploded or were lost. <laughs> those are the ones the that exploded or cut and, you know got fell apart, yeah. and so we should we should you know armor up those bits, and that's what they did. And you know, hey, we're not speaking German. Hooray! But." Um, <laughs> I always get the impression it's the same way with these things. They misinterpret these, you know, things that don't cause a spike. They, 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 they think it's broken and need to fix it when really it's just, you're, you're misinterpreting what it means that it's not spiking the same way Slimer did sort of thing. Like, and remember, this is the same line of thought that took the cartoon based on the movie about four guys and their sassy secretary Uh, in New York fighting ghosts and dialed it into Mom Secretary, uh, Puppy Dog Ghost, and four kids. Like... You know what I mean? Like, they retooled it by the end to, we should put some Junior Ghostbusters in there and maybe dial down the guys. The guys. You mean the one the property's named after? Yeah, and bring in movie. a
1: stereotypical Italian chef and... Uh...
2: <sighs> oh, yes. By the end, it was... Yes, it was, it was just like, how about we leave the guys out? As a matter of fact... Don't sit down with a pen and paper and make note how often particular members of the four guys show up in this super cartoony version. Because we wouldn't want you to read anything <laughs> into that at all. And we're going to put the focus on Slimer and his ice cream truck driving <laughs> friend. And it's like, what show did you guys buy? Because we're not Why? there anymore. Yeah.
1: Uh, like, by, th-
2: by that point, I was happier... <laughs> At the start of real Ghostbusters cartoon, I was mad when I'd see Ghostbusters in the TV times, and I'd turn on the TV, and it was Filmation Ghostbusters. By the end of the run of real Ghostbusters, I was happy if I saw Ghostbusters, (laughs) flipped it on, and it was Filmation's real Ghostbusters. So Uh, Change of pace.
1: Yeah, I mean, all right, so let me throw this. This is a a bold hypothesis for our last, like, ten minutes here, but is this also sort of a mirror that we can hold up to the demise of Saturday morning cartoons? Is this, is this a prime example here of, you know, the, I know that once uh, the FCC and all of these uh, groups that were focused on children's development kind of gleaned onto the fact that these were just glorified toy commercials, uh, then things started changing. You had to provide educational content. Uh, They started monitoring the, the Saturday morning cartoons to make sure that they were not just toy commercials for whatever the vehicle was that was coming out that fall. Um, so I, I know that that is a part of it, but I'm almost, I'm wondering because these focus groups are coming in and they're making all of these changes and they're overhauling something like ghostbusters to a point where there are no ghostbusters in the show anymore for whatever reason. And then you look at like Nickelodeon where they're like, who cares? Here's Ren and Stimpy and crazy shit like Rocco's Modern Life that doesn't make any sense. It's surrealist and we can do whatever we want because we're on basic cable. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if this is sort of – if you can track the demise of real Ghostbusters and sort of map that out like on a graph and, and sort of chart that with the demise of Saturday morning cartoons too. Because once you start getting all of this weird homogenized stuff in Saturday mornings – yeah, that's nobody's interested. I was not interested in Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Nobody was interested in, uh, you know, whatever the edutainment was that started coming out. And and it's it's sort of indicative of probably what the problem was. Like, we don't want to be inter, uh, we don't want to be educated. We want to be entertained. We want to turn into yeah. Centurions. We don't want to turn into Beekman's world when we're when we grow up. I like uh, Beekman's world. How I, dare you? I did like Beekman's world, but if you go back, it does not hold up. If you go back, it doesn't really hold up. But <laughs> yeah, I, I Be- wonder if you Be- can.
2: Beekman was my first uh, online celebrity interaction. Oh, okay. he was on a message board. I was on a message board. I was like, I really like the show, man. He's like, Hey, thanks. I was like, Ha ha! Internet lets you talk to celebrities. Yay. They're just like us. Um, I think your instincts not bad. I. The one thing i bring up, not to counter it, not to rain on your hypothesis or no, anything no, like that. No, please do.
1: That's that's why I'm bringing it up, because I don't know if it's necessarily true. One of the things I collect that's not
2: Ghostbusters, although it certainly overlaps with it, is um, uh, I collect uh, copies of the, the Saturday morning lineups they used to print in comic books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you look at those where they go, here's this year's lineup, um, we forget... Like we're cherry picking the stuff we love and remember and all that. There was a lot of stinky yeah, stuff. That's true. Part there was of, a lot of
1: garbage.
0: Yeah.
2: Part of Saturday morning falling apart was just you know, like it, it 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 it's conceivable that if we looked at it, it just hit a pit it never climbed out of. Like they just did not have the one or two hits to 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 keep people hanging in there until a couple more things came along and bolstered it or whatever. I think the timing also overlaps pretty you mentioned basic cable there w- there was something to be said for pick your one of three lineups and that's it like y- your saturday mornings were condensed to only three channels versus yeah, so you didn't have
1: cartoon network airing cartoons 24 hours a day 7 days yeah, a week yeah
2: or, or, or yeah content was being spread out all over the place and and that's not even on the 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 cartoon and the kids once they started opening up the channels that was offering contents that mom and dad started paying attention to saturday mornings which meant the kids were fighting mom and dad for the tv and
1: yeah you
2: know, yeah you know so it's
1: um, I mean it's 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 video killed the radio star i guess yeah i mean Kinda. by
2: 97 when i moved out here i remember uh, saturday and sunday mornings on tbs you'd get a couple of cartoons in the morning and then they'd fill the rest of it with star trek and monster trucks like it was you know it was yeah. a, it was a race to the bottom to fill content wherever you could sort of thing and cartoons let's be honest like what i just outlined for you there was uh, also part of it too is money if you're i mean it i mean you and i could write a book on it uh, the, the amount of time we've talked about it here the it's a problem that we see now that like we're into the land of thousands of of content platforms and which means if they're going to put content out uh, you know their budgets are really low and yeah. this was the more channels that went out there the more this you know there's it's an inverse you know relation graph sort of thing so 97 they could fund one or two shows and i think we're probably funding tbs was funding what was it save by the bell for quite a while but let's be honest save by the bell not exactly super high production values uh a, a syndication bundle they paid for for star trek and then the rights to broadcast Monster trucks, wherever it was, you know that that week sort of thing. That, you know, like they were already heading in the direction of yeah. how can we do this cheaper, cheap, and no money. Yeah, cartoons not so much, and the people who did get cartoons out, um, they had to be you know kind of uh, cheap and crappy uh, in places that were looking to build their you know had a little bit of money to throw at building. So MTV, like about the time Saturday Morning died a couple of years after MTV you know, got their liquid television up and running. And that was kind of, you know, the, the start of the modern era of animation, which was, it's not for kids yeah. and, and yeah. it'll, you know, it'll be some hipster artists that will skimp in some places and not in others. Like, so Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead and Aeon Flux and all those ones. Uh, Oh, oh also again, to, to support my theory, think about how many episodes of those shows went out at any given time it was scatter and they weren't doing whole season runs you know what I mean like and flux was half dozen episodes, episodes. yeah, so, yeah it's like not that. a lot yeah Ren and Stimpy was every once in
1: a while um yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's so. true. It was it was what they could afford, probably. But yeah, yeah I mean, you're,
2: you're not wrong. I mean, I, the the fact that the, is that yeah, they started staring at it, going, "Wait a minute, we can't. You can't be spending Saturday mornings, you know, telling our kids to eat sugar cereal and buy <laughs> toys and all that. Like, <laughs> why not? On. That's fun. Come on, and but yeah, I think there's other factors. You know, the the death of the the you know the network kings and yeah, you know the the need for content and that brought budgets down. Cause I mean, you know, you look at, uh, at Deke making real ghostbusters, uh, you know, they were already starting to cut corners cause they would send certain bits out to, uh, was it Japan?
1: Yeah, it was Japan. Yeah. It was all the Saban people. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, and that's, Siobhan. that's funny in its own right. Cause Japan, you know, to get people to animate out of Japan now, that's not cheap. Like you're, I don't even know where the current. Uh, uh, <laughs> I
1: think it's I think it's South Korea. I think it's the it, Korean animation
2: studios now. It was. I, I yeah. have a feeling that's shifted now too, because I think they've you know built yeah. up enough of a yeah. reputation. Sorry. But yeah, it was like, we here's the storyboards. They'd send it out. The real fancy action stuff Japan would animate, and the rest of it, like the driving scenes or stuff like that, would be done you know in Burbank by Deke, sort of thing. And they'd slap an episode together and. You know, you and I have both seen and talked to guys that collect animation cells, and they they keep track of that stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, look at this crappy mistake here compared to this, you know, Japan animation level cell a you high know, level of detail." Two minutes here. later, yeah. and yeah, just he man, um, what's his name, James Edick, uh, who did Serial uh, Geek Magazine, and still does technically, I guess, yeah, but I, I, still, I, I know, yeah,
1: I know he, his, just, he his, just gets interviewed for things like. The Toys That Made Us on Netflix oh. now. God, I really need to just get them to sponsor this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's on the I, He-Man I episode
2: too. I should have assumed because these days, uh, that's kind of his bread and butter. Is his, He's a, uh, an absolute He-Man uh, expert. Uh, and I remember him talking online and stuff like that and or some of the books he wrote on it comparing – like, you know, he'd be like, look at this piece of garbage from this episode. And then three minutes later, <laughs> look at this masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was just- but
1: filmation was notorious. I mean, it's a whole other tangent with his stock animation and the like close-ups of, of faces where only the lips move to save money yeah. and things like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that there's something to be said for like the, the, maybe this is a good bookend for the toys that made us on Netflix. Um, that looking back on that nostalgia that we had for Saturday mornings, that stuff stuck with us. And I guess maybe that same sort of thing will be happening with kids who are playing with, uh, you know, the, the toys that they're getting from their favorite Nickelodeon show or their favorite Disney channel show. Uh, yeah. I uh, mean, so many people that I know,
2: uh, youngins like kids like yourself (laughs) going on about the uh, mighty moopy power new york rangers or whatever they're called there they, i would actually I, never watched, I would love to watch, that, watch that show <laughs> that i never awesome. i never watched that i <laughs> i kind of you know in the at the fringes appreciated what i understood about speaking of 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 going cheap uh bringing over footage from japan and then you know filming uh you know california kids to the to the non-uniform bits and stuff like that uh same thing uh, or pokemon I mean, the, the, the love a certain, you know, four-year generation has for Pokemon lost on me, and uh, I watch, you know, my son now just, just you know, enwrapped in uh, Teen hmm. Titans Go. Yeah. And I have a sneaking oh, yeah. suspicion that, you know, when he's older, he'll remember that one. You know, probably not Paw Patrol, probably not the kiddie stuff, but Teen Titans Go is the weird one that's burning itself into his brain, so...
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see 20, 30 years from now what the nostalgic uh, I love the 80s type show is and what they're (laughs) they're pining for the days of after the demise of, all broadcast media and it's all online or it's all YouTube channels or I don't know something, but <laughs> series of two thousands. <laughs> oh man, that's going to happen. I'm sure it's already ha- I've watched. There's going to be like a CNN show about it or something, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, a very interesting article that sparked this discussion. Uh, I'd, I'd love to keep talking about the demise of Saturday morning cartoons until the cows come home, but we should probably wrap it Ooh. up. But I know, but uh, yeah, go check out that article it's, it's a lot of, it's. there's interesting stuff in there especially if you aren't aware of this uh, sort of primer for the real Ghostbusters, how it started and how it Don't ended. wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals
0: Ghost 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 Stoppers. Stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again
1: We want to hear
2: from you, leave us a voicemail on our call in line at 470-242-4742 That's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. No kidding. Just give me
0: the address.
2: Search Facebook for Ghostbuster Interdimensional cross On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I
0: just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? <laughs>
1: well we started cynical chris we <laughs> lifted it up we got really positive that's right and now i feel saturday. like crap again <laughs> saturday morning cartoons <laughs> lit a, a short fire in our bellies <laughs> it did and then i realized that those are gone i realized i cannot share those days with my daughter of waking up early with a bowl of cereal and building a fort and watching. i'm gonna have to somebody out there's got to have recordings of like the abc lineup from 1987 <laughs> or something that i can watch but
2: they do but if i can do the obnoxious thing and uh, and 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 impart my five-year head start i've got on you as, as a father of a small child i would recommend trying to find the ways to find the common ground does yeah. that make any sense yeah that makes sense I, I, I lucked out that Thomas really tweaked early to Scooby-Doo. There was something about it that just, did he, he was not frightened. People were like, oh, my God, he must be scared. And I was like, I don't know if anybody was ever scared of Scooby-Doo.
1: No. Oh, and the new Scooby-Doo is funny. The,
2: but the new ones, yeah. yeah. Well, he and I watched uh, the, the, the the one before Be Cool Scooby-Doo, um, which was a revelation. The um, uh, Oh, gosh, Mystery Incorporated. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated that was amazing Uh, and then yeah Be Cool Scooby-Doo he loves that to death Um, so things like that or Teen Titans Go um, Steven Universe I was you know aware of Steven Universe but you know he really digs it and I've kind of been digging it too so yeah
1: and those things lend themselves well to Ghostbusters eventually like maybe he'll 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 clue into like the Scooby-Doo aspects of Ghostbusters or the Steven Universe aspects of Ghostbusters
2: He's not super hot on on Ghostbusters yet, but he's well aware of it, and he does watch it from time to time. It's just that it's not his current favorite. Yeah. But, uh, Dad likes that's it, kind of, so it's that, not cool, man. <laughs> that's where it is. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, this is, how, this is a good way to go about it. Sooner or later, uh, your wife will say the, the words, screen time. Yep. Uh, yeah. And there will be a discussion about it. And you can... I, I, if there's a good argument to be made where you uh, can dial in... And winnow down the screen time by arguing in favor of, um, you know, things like, here, you you will get to pick four shows and we'll watch them Saturday morning. And then you can kind of create your
0: own Saturday
2: morning cartoons. Here's your lineup. Yeah. They're up early. Here, you got four picks. Uh, No, not YouTube. No, we are not watching (laughs) funniest bits clips. No. No YouTube. (laughs) pick, you know, one episode of Steven Universe, what, just, you know, they pick, you get the bowl of cereal, you sit down for two hours, and it's, you know, it's different, but, uh, god, we all have to come to grips with, with that. Like, it's just, you can never go home again. But you you can shop there, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's um
1: so that Is that's that a my advice. point blank reference no that yeah that was <laughs> you can't go home but you certainly can shop there <laughs> i guess you can shop there <laughs> what
2: what are you doing here what are you doing here man i work here <laughs> um 10
1: years 10 years <laughs> god i love that movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah i i that's what i'd recommend too i know a lot of i've heard a lot of people bemoan the um and and there is room too you can say you can pick four daddy's gonna pick one and then that way you know you can insert like let's try watching a batman animated series episode Ooh. or let's try watching a ghostbusters yeah. or what have you and you get that same thing you get to share the saturday you get to share what it was like for you to a degree as best as you can you know the today's uh, thing and i like like said i'm good not advice. making that I up like that. that's that. kind of that's kind of what thomas and i do we uh, we sit around, and that's what we've been watching. We, uh, I try to lump them together. Yeah, you know, he has to spend the rest of the week dealing with other things. We have a, once a week, we have the family movie night, which usually means we watch, you know, some movie. And <laughs> I'll say it right now, Boss Baby, surprisingly good. Um, <laughs> Hot take, Boss Baby, surprisingly Boss good. Baby. <laughs> better than you would have thought it's pretty good um better than it deserves to be that's probably true yeah i'll also give a, a surprise thumbs up to storks so there you go oh,
1: okay all right well i mean i I, <laughs> I like this advice i think this is you know because i don't i certainly don't want to be the parent that is like i like this therefore you have to like this and yeah. then i can be like look my kid loves ghostbusters too no that's because it, I don't want it to will do that. never work yeah no you can't it's, do that no uh so that's that's a good way to do it just kind of sneak some of the stuff in there and see what happens yeah Um, and i'm I'm subliminal like we have a baby mobile that has a like slimer and a uh a hoverboard and a tardis and stuff on it so i'm just (laughs) just little cues here and there that she'll be like oh yeah i remember that see what happens but yeah yeah good advice man was that your final that was a good final thought was that your final thoughts Actually, I had three, and that wasn't oh, okay. one of them. All so right, well, hit, I, hit, hit me with the three final uh, thoughts. That was really—it was just sage advice. I had to sage, be like, "Oh my exactly. god!" All right.
2: Um, one, we should make it clear. Uh, people really resp- Your forced uh, book club review with me went over really well with people. Uh, I cannot again forced. promise I when I'll get to a next f- one.
1: Fire under the feet. <laughs> forced.
2: But we apparently didn't make it clear. A couple people asked, so we shouldn't get the Mueller one, and I, I cannot officially confirm it because I don't remember it and I don't seem to have a copy, which is bugging me because I checked. You know, Amazon stuff there. Used copy, $225. I'm like, ah, Ugh. no. Ugh. And I want to read the book. I mean, I know I can get the PDF off of GB
1: News uh, uh, of, and all that. Yeah, Spook Central's got it. We could read that. I don't want to. Yeah. I want a book. Okay, okay. Um,
2: I'll get there. But I should say that by all accounts from other people, yeah, the Mueller one is, is you know, full props. It's, you know, it's the closer to the. You know what we were talking about—the Alan Dean Foster novelization, as opposed to Milne's weird, half-assed <laughs> hybrid sort of thing. His so. like weird fanfic, sexual fan fiction or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, two or three, depending on whether you count my sage advice wow. as part of my okay. Yeah, uh, you and I were kicking this around, and I wanted to plant the seed now because we're not going to get to it for a while. Uh, but I do want to let people know that uh you know as i've been organizing secret studio north you've been doing some house arranging uh because you've got a you know a 20-year uh, dwarf problem uh now yeah <laughs> thanks sorry you've got a 10-year <laughs> dwarf problem and slowly the dwarf turns into somebody most likely taller than both of you and and uh, hates me
1: so it's not my
2: problem anymore <laughs> uh but you and i were talking about we got all this stuff lying around we were kicking around the idea of a Interdimensional cross rip, uh <laughs> not to to rip it off somebody else's trademark name, but loot crate. Yeah. Swag yeah. stuff. Thing?
1: Like a a giant here's here's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, I just called a loot yeah, crate. Let's steal it. We we, <laughs> we gotta uh well the
2: funny part is is some of it will be from loot crate, uh some of it will be from uh what was the other like I know for a fact I've Nerd heard bits block? and pieces. Uh, NerdBlock, remember I bought uh, the Ontario Ghostbusters, had their finger uh, tapped into that one, so we were able to pick up some of their stuff. I know I got extras of that. So you and I haven't got it completely worked out, and this is not something we're doing right now. This is something that we'll we'll call it uh, spring cleaning. We'll give it a couple of months, but we're going to talk about it on and off. But yeah, I think uh, you and I, uh, we're in agreement. We want to offer this up to the masses one way or another. Uh, I mean, it's not like we can do multiple crates. I think we're basically offering up a super gift kit uh but we want to try to use it as an opportunity to raise some money for you know some of our favorite uh ghostbuster tangential uh uh charities and yeah all that. like the for the wind
1: guys or something yeah
2: uh or the uh you know for hanks uh
1: the you know the deutsche yeah. dorfs uh hanks hope uh, for a cure
2: hanks hope for a cure that's yeah. the one i was trying to remember yeah things, think, things like that
1: yeah so so it would be like Maybe we can call it a mega loot crate or something so that uh, our loot crate friends don't hate us. Or a uh, containment unit. Oh, there we go. A containment unit. We're almost there. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Okay, yeah. So it's basically... it's basically a lot of these things that Chris and I have that we want to offer up to you guys. That's, that's probably what's going to like, I've got, you know, I've got a couple of the Ecto manuals and a couple yep. of rare things that we'll throw in there. How and we'll did really you get sw- a couple of Ecto manuals? I know, you know a, a guy. guy. <laughs> they fell off a truck <laughs> and that's the last you'll ask about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, you know what? It's a good time to shout out. Cause I know a lot of the franchises, um, support charities and all that too. You know, we're not asking for the world, but you know, maybe if you've got a spare patch or a shirt or something.
1: Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. F-
2: to throw our way that way. You know, we're not just offering up some cool, you know, uh, collectible merch, but some, you know, fr- you know, it takes time and energy to build up some good
1: uh, franchise swag. So, you know, this is another good draw for people maybe yeah to- some challenge coins, some patches, whatever you guys have out there. Whatever. Go- drop drop me a line if you want to contribute something yeah. to it uh, and I'll give you all the details to contribute to the the containment unit mega loot crate thing <laughs> for charity and then uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll keep you informed like i said we're not
2: we, we want to proceed with this uh a pace we want to get it all squared away we want the word to go out as much as possible because if we're going to raise money for charity of course you know we yeah. want to we want to max it sort of thing so you know stay tuned we'll we'll fill you in yeah. uh fourth and final thought was um yeah um I guess there is a Ghostbusters connection to the board game in that I mentioned those alien races. One, the Zool, the Zool are represented <laughs> in name. <laughs> I mean, it, that's it's a really tenuous connection to the movie, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's what's going to be we, your movie and your child and my game and my child. We're going to be exhausted, but uh, if people want uh, are interested, you know, I'll, I'll probably when this drops, I'll put a couple links up in the social medias. But you can also just. Uh, yeah, like you said, find Kerberos Productions on Instagram or um, the site for the game, uh, SOTS, SOTS-thepit.com. We got, like, a um, mailing list and all that. We'll,
1: nice. You know, might not be your thing, but maybe you do know gamers. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I feel like it's all in our wheelhouse, and especially a lot of people that listen I know are, are, are big tabletop gamers too. So Yeah,
2: quite possibly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not... Uh, yeah, the, the the that is my day job, that is my bread and butter and uh I don't I don't well mostly I don't have ads and stuff like that because I'm lazy, but uh you know uh, yeah, even if you just tell me spread the word I think that's mostly what it comes down to go go check out the site and then you know spread the word of the site and the game around that's yeah. all I, I'd be happy with that that's, that. that's good
1: and, and instead of having sponsors uh, please just support Chris and his company please do that's it right. and also go watch Netflix's The Toys That Made Us available now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid to say that I, it's actually a drinking game if you guys go back and <laughs> every time I mention it <laughs> take a drink uh anyway uh all right well uh the, the awesome final thoughts man those were you know four solid ones i know uh Should've and book club some or something uh, somebody else mentioned that we should do ghostbusters the return uh so uh, there's there's a lot of we can do ghostbusters book club that sounds like a lot of fun so we'll we'll maybe start some of that stuff going for you but there you go that's another week that's another recording and until that time everybody we'll see you on the other side who you
0: going Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional cross rip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. This used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one?
1: Bassmaster.
0: It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week though, Careless Pets. Weird.
2: toys that made me hoops and a stick <laughs> damn kids tin can <laughs> you ever play kick the can <laughs> the, the twilight zone the movie episode <laughs> Spiel, spielberg that was spielberg's episode <laughs> when are you people gonna do an episode on paper airplanes <laughs>